Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Verse 4, he goes on to say, There is one body and one spirit. He's talking about the church. Just as you are called in one hope of your, of your calling. The Lord, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So we're all the body of Christ, one big family. That's what he's describing. And he's talking about those who are born again spiritually, made alive. And he's saying the second way to show your love towards the Lord is to use your gifts, right? And he's saying according to the measure of Christ's gift. So God has given a measure to every one of us, a gift, right? And he's saying, the, the purpose of that gift is to edify the body of Christ. And so he says in verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together. Now he's talking about the church family. Joined and knit together uh, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. And I have that underlined in my Bible. Every part does its share. And causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So every Christian has a responsibility to do their part. Now, Everybody's part isn't the same, right? But we all have to be thinking about what is my part in edifying the body of Christ. And I love this, that basically Paul is teaching that there are no bench warmers in the church family, right? Everybody's engaged in some way. No one sits the bench and like, someday you'll get to play, loser, right? I mean, there's none of that, right? It's everybody has a part to play. As we read on Sunday, 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we are to use what God's given us as good stewards to, to take care of it, to manage it, to develop it. And every Christian should want to use their spiritual gifts in response to God's love towards us in the first three chapters. Then we should want to use what God's given us, and it should be a natural part of our Christian life. Now, it wasn't natural for me when I first got saved because I just felt like I was inadequate. I don't know the Bible. I don't know God. I don't know anything. How could I possibly contribute anything to the kingdom of God? But that's why Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 14, do not neglect the gift that is in you, right? So uh, God's made each one of us different, unique. You have a different personality, different spiritual gifts. And, and I love it that some of you are as opposite from me as could be possible, and yet God does great things. Like, like, Debbie does the grief share, right? And when people come to me and they have trouble, I'm like, you, you know, if they've lo lost a loved one, right? And I say, hey, you should go to grief share, right? And, and I don't tell them, but I'm thinking, look, if you need somebody to cry with you, you got the wrong person, <laughs> right? I mean, you need to go talk to Debbie because I don't have that gift, right? I mean, it's just like, I mean, yeah. A and we're all different. And, and, and I don't look at myself and say, Bob, you're such a loser. You can't cry with people like Debbie. That's just who I am, right? And, and God made us all different, right? And, and so my wife tells me, look, if we're both the same, then one of us is unnecessary. <laughs> so, uh, right? 
So God's made us unique and different. Now, in Romans 12, it tells us about different kinds of gifts because people are like, well, what is my gift? He says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Now, notice that's the first thing when he talks about gifts. Use them. Put them into practice. Now, he tells us about some gifts. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. Or he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So he starts out with prophecy. Now, prophecy is men speaking forth the word of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's what prophecy is. It's not always predicting the future, right? Uh, it's not exclusively that. It can be that. In 1 Corinthians 14, 3, he says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So when people prophesy, they're edifying, they're exhorting, comforting, right? And now, what is the gift of teaching? Well, <clears throat> it is simply explaining God's word in a way that people can understand it and apply it to their lives. Now, not everyone can do that. Um, I love uh, a quote that I heard when I first started teaching the Bible. Howard Hendricks uh, said, if they're not learning, you're not teaching. And I remember thinking about that, right? So if a Bible study leader, if people in the Bible study aren't learning, then you're not teaching. Now, there are professors at universities that believe if you're not learning, it's because you're an idiot. I'm a brilliant professor. <laughs> but I do tend to believe what Howard Hendricks said, right? That if people aren't learning, then maybe you don't have the gift of teaching. I've heard guys teach things because, you know, I, I just love to learn, and I'm always listening to Christian radio, and, and, not, but, and I watch Christian TV sometimes. But there'll be times when my wife and I will be watching some Christian TV thing, and I'm more confused when they get done after 10 minutes than when I started, right? It was like, I don't know what they're talking about, right? But, but that is, God gives that gift to people. And many of the Sunday school teachers and youth leaders and small group leaders, right? And, and it just is simply explaining it so God, people can understand it. In Nehemiah 8.8, 8, he says, So they read distinctly from the book of the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading, right? That's what we're doing here. We're just reading it. I'm trying to make sense of it, help you to apply it to your life. And so how do you know if you have the gift of teaching? Well, you got to go try it out, right? You go volunteer to teach Awana or a Sunday school class or a small group. And then afterwards, you ask people, hey, did you learn anything, right? Uh, and, and the thing is, the gifts are developed, right? Uh, if you desire to teach, you should step out in faith and, and try to teach something, right? There's lots of opportunities to do it. Um, but, but you got to step out and give it a go, right? Try it out. And, you know, I, I first started teaching teenagers, and um, I didn't know if I have the gift of teaching. I didn't, I didn't know. And then, uh, but then, you know, I just started doing it, and then I would ask the teenagers, what'd you learn tonight? And then, like, oh, they would tell me what they learned. I'm like, huh, they're learning something. All right, we'll do it again next week, <laughs> right? And so, uh, but you got to step out in faith and try it out. In Romans 12, 9, he says, He who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So exhortation. Uh, the person who has the gift of exhortation uh, uh, needs to trust, out, trust God and step out and encourage people, right? Because what it is is that exhorting someone is to spur them on to action, right? And uh, you know, I'm so thankful for the people in my life that have spurred me on and say, hey, you should get involved with that. You should, you know, play guitar in the worship band. Or you should teach a Bible study or whatever. And here's the thing. If you feel led to encourage somebody to do something, you should do it, right? That, that's what the Bible says. Don't get hung up on what they think about it, right? If you have a friend and they're always talking about teaching and you're like, hey, you should teach Sunday school. Don't think they're going to go, how dare you say that to me, right? Or you might think, well, they're going to think I'm weird if I encourage them. 
they already think that. <laughs> right? I mean, uh, so Romans 12, 8, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality. And the gift of giving is a real thing. And, you know, God takes human people and makes them a channel to flow his financial blessings through. And God puts, you know, in a person's heart to give. And, and uh, over the years, I've seen so many people that God has used. I remember seeing Deion Sanders probably 20 years ago, maybe, t- I don't know how long, 15 years ago. And uh, he was being interviewed, like on NFL Today, and they said, what are you doing after you retire? He's like, I don't know. I need to get a job so I can give some money to the church, the work of God. And I was just like, he's awesome. I liked him, right? I like him now, too. He's just, he's a funny guy. But, right, the gift of giving is beyond, like, giving the tithe. It's people that just want to give. And over the years, you know, uh, even for our church, I had people come up to me and say, hey, I'll give the church $20,000 as a down payment if you can find a building. And then, you know, the next week someone came along and said, hey, this building's available if you had $20,000 and I'm like, oh, all right. God just works it out, right? But if you love to give financially, I'm encouraging you, do it, right? Go for it. He goes on to say in Romans 12, 8, he who exhorts with exhortation, he who gives with liberality, and he who leads with diligence. So the gift of leading uh, is important. Without leaders, things don't get done, right? God's always chosen leaders to accomplish his purposes. And, you know, there are people that like to lead and people that don't like to lead. I've met people that are like, I don't want to be in charge. And then there are other people like, they want to be in charge even if you didn't put them in charge, right? And so, uh, you know, and, and God uses leaders. And so he says, lead with diligence. And, and the word diligence means with every ounce of determination, meaning that whatever, you know, you're doing as you're leading something, then do it to your best. Don't give up. Don't quit. And there's no such thing as uh, a Christian who isn't involved in using their gifts for the kingdom of God. There's no type of Christianity that doesn't involve that. Now, there are people that say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. I'm like, well, that's like saying I'm married, but I never go home and see my spouse, right? I mean, it's just, right? I mean, this is the bride of Christ. That's what the Bible says. Where is family, right? And now I have a family. I have a wife and I have three kids and we get together all the time. Why? Because we love each other. And we do fun things together, and we just have a lot of fun, and we enjoy life, and we serve the Lord together, and it's such an awesome thing. And so when you think about your response to all that Jesus has done for us, right, when Jesus said in Matthew 20, verse 26, yet it shall not be among you, uh, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Just as the Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. So if you want to be like Jesus, then you want to be great in God's kingdom, you want to be spiritually mature, then, and you want, to, you want to just follow Jesus, then, it, then it's going to involve learning to be a servant, learning to use what God's given you. Uh, and, and that's not going to be the same as everybody else, right? I mean, we're all different, and that's good because uh, there are so many different needs and so many different uh, opportunities, right? And so uh, for all of us, just to think that showing our love towards the love, uh, our loves towards the Lord is not always just intellectual or words, but it's action. Throughout the Bible, it says to put it into practice, right? To do it. And, and so we're going to have to stop there because we're having communion tonight. And uh, so we're going to stop there. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you that you want to transform us from the inside out. And we're so thankful, Lord, that you want us to be loving peacemakers, to be gentle and kind and patient, long-suffering. Lord, all those things. And Lord, that you want us to love you and to love others, Lord, the way you love us. That you want us to forgive people. And so we pray, Lord, for all of those characteristics, Lord, that you would 
put them in our lives. And, and we pray, Lord, that you would help us to take ventures of faith and step out in faith to use whatever gifts you've given us to edify your family, the body of Christ. And so we just thank you, Lord, for your word. And, and we pray that you stir our hearts, Lord, to know that you want to do uh, above and beyond what we can imagine. And so we are looking forward, Lord, with faith of the great things that you're going to do in our lives. Help us, Lord, to step out in faith, to walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day.